0: Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, Season 5, Episode 2, for Saturday, the 21st of January, 2023. And coming up this week, I'll have this week's weekly word count Did I make that 15k writing target or was it a fail? I'm back to Facebook ads, this time trying to master how to sell my books at full price rather than at a bargain discount. I'm going to share my planning document. But you're going to have to be quick as I'm only leaving it live for seven days. So if you want to see a working planning document, brace yourself, I'm going to give you a link a little bit later on in the show. And I just finally got accepted for another BookBub featured deal. Before we go into the content of this week's show, if you were one of the first 28 downloads last week, and that probably means you're not in the UK, you're probably elsewhere in the world because of the time zones, It gets released at 2 a.m uk time you'll have heard a cough and three claps which slipped through the edit last week Uh, so you got the director's cut if you heard that version i uh, was so up against it last week in terms of time that that one slipped through and usually if i wake up in the night i just give it a full listen through uh preferably before you listen to the podcast and I hadn't had time to do that last week but I'd missed an edit so when I was listening on Friday night I heard it go through so first thing before I did the part run on Saturday morning I did a quick edit so most of you won't have heard that but if you did apologies for that it was just me clearing my throat and then I do three claps because I know that's where the edit is then so the director's cut only 28 people got to hear that Let's go on with the writing update then. Did I get those words done or didn't I? Well yes I did. Now my weekly word count this week was 14,257. Now I said that my target was 15,000 but clearly that goes plus or minus some because uh, if you remember last week when I did the first chapter and the last two storyline chapters I'd actually overwritten and I really wanted to get my words on target this week. So my actual word count was adjusted to take account of the extra words I'd done last week. I was trying to write slightly less this week just so I didn't overwrite across the whole book. So my word count total was 14257 that was 4910 words on monday it was 4404 words on tuesday and it was 4989 words on wednesday so that brings the total word count for this book now to 20032 words which is which is spot on so i'd way overwritten last week and i needed to just bring that back In line with my total target for the book, so I'm 32 words off my target words at the moment, which is great. And um, you'll hear me talking in this week's uh, writing diary, which I'll tell you about in a minute or two. You'll you'll hear me trying to peg that back all through the week I'm trying to get my words back to where they need to be all week because if you let it drift if you let your writing drift you'll have booked 75,000 words with the editor and then you'll suddenly be announcing at the end oh by the way it's 90,000 words well editors can't cope with that they 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 like we do they you know they budget their time uh, and they they need to know how many words they're getting. So if you say 75,000 words, it needs to be, I mean, clearly it could be a little bit, it's not going to be on 75,000 words. It's going to be within a reasonable margin of error. But I would suggest that a reasonable margin of error is probably uh, about f- plus or minus 500 words. That's a reasonable margin of error, I'd suggest. So an editor is largely good to earn from a job what they expect to earn from it, but also they're not going to have to budget a massive amount of extra time to edit your book. So that's why I'm really you'll hear me in the writing diary really trying to keep on top of that word count and being mindful of what the end uh, number of words is going to be. So I'm, pretty, I'm feeling pretty happy with that because uh, number one, I wasn't sure whether I'd be able to get 15,000 words or thereabout written in a week. I have and I've done that over three days Uh, but also I'm well on my target and I'm way ahead of of what I wanted to be because I got three chapters written last week so I'm about 5,000 words ahead of where I wanted to be at this stage. In fact I think I'm more than that because I don't think I intended to start writing uh, until later in the month so I think I'm way ahead with this book which is feels great, it feels a really strong position to be in. Now I have done a writing diary this week which will come right at the end of the show so after I've signed out and said goodbye the writing diary is right at the end of the show now this week it's a long one I think it's about 55 minutes Uh, but I got several notes from people listening to the podcast all around the world saying actually they really value listening to that Um, and my view is it's take it or leave it if you don't want to listen to it you don't have to listen to the you know the last bit of the show if that's of no use to you whatever Uh, but I thought it was a bit long this week so you you know you might you might change your mind Um, however having now done it because you've got 18 inserts. If you think I've done nine chapters this week, and I've done you a little bit, I've recorded a little bit before I write and a little bit after I write as well, that's 18 slots this week to reflect this week's writing. Um, But I know I think, I've never heard anybody do this before and it does give me a bit of extra work to do either end of doing the writing and obviously more, more editing to do as well. But I am inclined to do it once just for this book because it would be, I think, a really nice exercise to get that entire process on record. So you've got the days of writing, the hours of writing, and then the weeks of writing, and the culmination of finishing a book. I've never heard that done before. So what I what I'm inclined to do, and I may change my mind. You know, if I start getting under pressure with this book and struggling with it, um, I reserve the right, you know, not to continue it. But my I'm minded at the moment to. To, to do a writing diary for this whole book and what I'll do is as I go along I'll drop it at the end of the episode so if you don't want to listen to it you don't have to that's fine it's tucked out of the way but what I think I'll do at the end is pull them all together the whole writing diary together and drop it as a single episode, so it's there as a as a record, that's what I'm inclined to do at the moment. Now, by the time we get to the end of a book, my goodness, it's going to be like an audio book, isn't it? But um, obviously you don't have to listen to it all in one go, you can listen to it at double speed, but I just think as a record of actually writing a book and being there at the beginning and the end of each chapter that's written, I actually feel that's, you know, actually for, for me that's actually quite a nice record to have, so I am inclined to do that. Anyhow, um, one thing I did want to tell you is I thought something that would be really useful for those of you that are following it through is to make my planning document available to you. Now, now clearly, this is something I don't want this out on the Internet for everybody to help themselves to. So what I've decided to do is you can see my working planning document for one week and you can see it. I'll put this on the show notes. So go to selfpublishingjourneys.com and look at this week's show notes if you missed this web link, but if you go to paulteague.net forward slash HLC, which stands for Her Last Cry, which is the title of the book, so paulteague.net HLC, I've set that link to expire on Friday the 27th of January 2023, so please don't moan to me if you miss it, that's an incentive to listen to the podcast just after it's released, and I've, I have put this notification right at the beginning of the show. Uh, you know, so you only have to listen five minutes in to hear this news. But I can't leave it out there forever. Uh, but I am—I've just left it out there um, just for a week, so that you can see the planning notes that I'm working from as I go through my writing diary. Now, what I would say to you is that this is a working document entirely for my benefit. I haven't done it for your benefit, it's for me. So I know exactly what it's referring to. And when I'm referring to things that will make no sense to you, uh, you know, I know exactly what it's referring to because I'm carrying the plot and everything in my head. But, But to accompany the writing diary, I thought it would be really useful for you to see my planning notes for that book. So you can see what I'm working from, and how I'm then going from that and converting that into a 75,000 word book. You know, if you've never written before, or if you're very new to writing, or if you struggle to get the words in, I just thought that might be useful. Now, it is offered to you um, as a way that works for me. I would never on this podcast, uh, you know, claim to have the way, the holy grail, um, but I'm just happy to share with you what works and what doesn't in terms of my writing career. So that's what works for me. You'll have to find your own way into it, but it might give you some inspiration or, uh, you know, some, uh, it might help you into it. It might give you an idea that helps you with your writing. So, PaulTig.net, let's try that again PaulTig.net forward slash HLC. It's on the show notes if you didn't quite catch that or if you've got something wrong and it doesn't work for you the link is going to expire on Friday the 27th of January 2023. Don't moan to me if you miss it, that's it. It's going there until Friday the 27th of January, then it gets pulled. Okay, so if you're listening to this in the future, sorry, it's not going to be there anymore. And just bear in mind, that is a document for me, for me to work from, but it will just give you a model and then you'll hear how that's translated into the writing. So, a reminder then that this week's audio diary is available right at the end of this show. I'll say me goodbyes and then it'll just come at the end of the final uh, trailer. Uh, you know, there'll be a bit of music, a bit of a trailer, and then you'll hear the audio diary. It's about 55 minutes this week. It's a long one, uh, but a lot of you have written to me this week to say that you really like it and can I carry on doing it. Um, so uh, I, what I will give you though, uh, because it's been quite obvious to me having recorded those for the week, I've got a sort of too long, didn't listen key points for you. So uh, if you can't be bothered to listen, then here are the summary points, really, what you'll learn, I think, from it, which is that most days it's difficult for me to start. I never, I never sort of, you know, turn up to the desk with a skip in my step, eager to write 5,000 words, um, you know, so it's difficult to start most days. Uh, my writing is a mixture of planning and panting, so you'll hear me talking about the rough notes that I've got, and you can see those notes in the document that's there for the next week. You know, I've got a brief note that I sit down and write with, and then somehow, um, by adding bits in and, and making it up as I go along around that structure, we get a 1,600-odd word chapter. So it's very much a mixture of planning and pantsing you'll also hear that I reliably get my words done within the space of an hour so on many occasions I actually let my I always have an alarm uh, a countdown timer for an hour and it peeps at the end of the hour and on several of the recordings the little diary episodes this week you'll hear me just turn up the speaker so you can hear that I've actually finished doing my words before the hour was up and you hear the peeps at the end to say that's the hour up so again I often get my words done within the space of an hour, and uh, always within that hour-long slot. I don't I don't overrun most times. I genuinely believe, listening to my own diary back and editing it this week, that it's all about the discipline of turning up and just getting on with it. You know, you will hear me saying, I really don't want to do this. I'm ready to have a little look at Twitter now. You know, I want to play on the internet. So it doesn't come uh, easily to me, which is what I think the value of this diary is, but it's about the discipline of sitting down and doing it and getting on with it. Uh, You'll also discover that this week I've been fuelled by bananas, generally large bananas cut in half and eaten eaten over two writing breaks. I'm fuelled by bananas and tea, and you'll often hear that I just want to bunk off and have a little play rather than write. So that's the too-long, didn't-listen key points, if you kind of want to hear what you'll learn from there. But if you just want to hear you know, me sitting down at the beginning of the hour and then having done the writing at the end of the hour and saying what was difficult and saying what I changed then that's going to be at the end of this podcast. And as I say, fingers crossed, what I'd like to do, if I can keep it up, because it is quite a lot of extra work around the writing, if I can keep it up, I'd like to do this whole book as a writer diary. I won't do it again. I'll do it once if I do it. But I do think that's quite a nice little record, you know, if only for me to have in the podcast feed. And if I do get to the end of the diary, I mean, goodness knows how many episodes that, that will be, how many little segments that will be. Well, it's going to be 45 chapters. It will be 45 chapters and an author note. So 46, you know, 46. Chapters times two. It's going to be ninety something slots of me saying, "Right, I'm getting ready to do my writing," and then, "Ooh, I've done that writing now." So, it, but I think that's actually quite a, a nice little record to have. So, I am inclined to to do that. Let's move on to my marketing update then. And uh, this week's been all about Facebook ads. So, I've been working through Matthew J. Holmes's training, which I paid for, and I've been following exactly what he says to do. I say exactly, have I done exactly? Not exactly, um, because I've also combined it with some things that have worked for me as well. I've heard loads of people say about Facebook ads, not to show your book cover, but to show an extract of your book cover. But I have to say, in the adverts that I use that I've been running for two years, you know, the ninety nine pence, ninety nine cents adverts to my twelve pack, which as I say are still profitable, not not anywhere near as profitable as they were when I started running them in the year of first year of COVID. But um, you know, they still generate a profit, they still tick along and they still make that my best selling book, that twelve pack, and it has been my best selling book for ages now. Um, I've put the book covers on. I put images of the book covers on, in spite of what everybody tells me not to put images of the book covers on. Um, the other thing that Matthew says is to target it at a uh, mixed audience, you know, men and women, and to target it from eighteen to sixty-five plus. Well, because I've been doing this for a, a, a long time, you'll know that I have decided I don't target men with my books. I know that I know that men read my books and enjoy them, but I know that men aren't the main audience for my books, and so. I've just gone straight to the audience that I know likes my books, which is an audience of thirty five plus female. Now, my books still get into the hands of men because women recommend them or share them and things like that, and that's fine. But I don't want to. I've you know, I've I've learned from doing this at scale that you get bony comments from from men and you very, very rarely get them when you target women. You get the occasional one, but it's usually just a bit it's not even. It's they're not. They're not even trolley. They're, they're just a completely different kind of message. Even if it is um, inverted commas a negative message, it's never. It's never nasty. Whereas with men, just doing the ads, even if they haven't read the book, they'll say, "Oh, I bet this is a con," or this. You know, they just just get really trolley messages from men. So my my target audience isn't men. So I'm not going to put myself through that. Now, interestingly, uh, Matthew in the training specifically says get a thick skin you're going to get a lot of nasty comments on here well actually my experience is that when I target women who are frankly my my target audience um, I don't get that. I don't have that experience at all. And you know, I've been doing this at scale and spending a lot on ads for the last couple of years. And I can tell you, I barely have a trotty comment. And it's not ever a trotty comment. Anyway, it might just be a little bit veering to the negative, but never nasty, never nasty when I target women. So uh, that's a choice I've made. And I might be cutting off my nose to spite my face. But that's just how it is. Uh, you know, it makes my life sweeter, if I don't have that negativity. So that's what I do so the differences I've done from Matthew's model is I'm he says uh, target 18 to 65 plus men and women I've just gone straight for the audience that I know likes my books which is 35 plus to 65 plus female so I, that that's a shortcut that I've taken for my books and remember it might be different for your books uh, and the other thing I've done is I've definitely done what he recommended in the ads in the images so in the images he was recommending that, the, you, that you take a sort of extract from your cover um, and then put a uh, put a quote on I've just done a slight hybrid version of that in that I have done something that I've never done before which is to take extracts and close-ups from the covers and usually um, I've got uh, female females on the image so I've zoomed straight in on those you've got kind of got the eyes and the face um, so you'll recognize when you click from the ad to Amazon you'll recognize that the you know the ad is in harmony with the images which is what I think that concept is all about um, but I have also put a picture of the books on as well because that has always worked for me now um, I, you know I, I may what i should do probably is do a test using matthew's technique actually and i'm talking aloud to you now and just realizing this you know i should probably do a test um, against the two the two types with the cover and without the cover but that's what i'm doing at the moment now i'm only doing facebook ad tests in the uk at the moment because what that allows me to do um, at, at my amazon Ads are also being only tested in the UK at the moment. Uh, well, I'm getting the hang of it and, and, and working through the training and the learning because it allows me to continue my 99 cents ads in the US, Canada, and Australia. So that 12 pack can still be earning for me in the you know, in the States. Uh, but but it, but but I've got it back to full price, uh, in the UK now to enable me to you know use use Matthew's technique uh, so I, so all my books in the UK are a full price now but in the US Canada and Australia uh, I've got price down offers because that what that does is that continues to bring that kind of money that I know I can earn on the box sets in for me while I'm wasting a lot of money in the UK. Trying new ad sets and tried to get them to work and finding the audience. So those are ticking along. A um, couple of things I can tell you. The, the, the problem with them is is that um, the Amazon attribution links don't record the data. You've got I mean, Matthew says wait a week really, so I can't give you any indication um, how they're doing in terms of Amazon attribution links. But I'm taking a look at my Facebook Ads Manager now, and I can tell you. That i'm getting a lot of activity for them so uh, let me tell you what i've got i've got a i'm promoting my first in series so i'm promoting left for dead and don't tell meg so my left for dead uh testing ad using matthew's technique uh let me just make sure i've got the last week in well yeah i've got the last if i i've basically i've got facebook set to the full month but they've only been running for five or six days i can't remember how many days certainly no more than a week anyway those ads so let me just give you some numbers on the left for dad uh adverts i've had 251 clicks a reach of 7681 10801 impressions i'm paying 18 pence per click at the moment and i've spent 44 pounds and 51 pence on the don't tell meg Advert in the UK. I've had 320 clicks, 5,550 reach, uh, 10,106 impressions. My uh, cost per click is 14 pence, and I've spent 44 pounds and 18 pence on that. Um, I've also, um, using Matthew's technique, to promote my Walker Bay box set one and my Don't Tell Meg box set. Remember, these uh, get sales and reads and remember there's a lag in reporting on the um, what are they called the attribution links that Amazon give you so I can't you know what I can't do is I can say what I can say at the moment is I'm getting good activity I'm getting a good number of clicks those cost per clicks are fine Uh, there's no problem with those because the books are full price in fact if you know somebody goes on to buy a book that will be very uh, profitable at that cost per click. But what i don't know is how many books i can't tell you how many book sales i've made uh, from those adverts because the attribution links are lagging at the moment so um let me give you the numbers for the Walker bay one box set i've had a hundred and that's uh, that, by the way that hasn't been running as long as the other two ads i did it a day or two after so it's maybe been running about three days this one so the Walker bay box set one uh 151 link clicks reach 5760 7469 impressions and i'm paying 23 pence per click on a box set and that is uh 33 35 pounds 30 spent and then on my don't tell meg box set 165 link clicks 3356 reach uh 4745 impressions and 21 pence per click and I'm getting a 34 pound 59 expenditure on that one at the moment. So uh, again, because those box sets are full price, that cost per result is okay at the moment. And I expect that will actually go down because the, uh, certainly those last two ads I mentioned are in the learning phase at the moment. So I'm happy with my uh, cost per click. I'm paying five pound per day per ad, ad advert. So that's, that's my daily ad budget per advert and I'm happy with that level of activity that feels right as a level of activity but let me just give you a comparison for instance with my 12 pack thrillers 12 um, pack thrillers have been running longer but I've already had um, 1925 link clicks on my 99 cents box set offers uh, and that's just running at the moment in the US and Canada not Australia at the moment um, so I get a lot of clicks on a 99p offer and I'm I'm paying um, 17 pence per click on those ads and I can tell you that the 12 pack is currently my best selling book this month though the books that I've got being promoted on Facebook at the moment I can see them moving up my Amazon sales so Amazon seems to order them on your author page in the order that they're selling in so I can see that these those books are beginning to move to the front now but as I say I haven't got attribution linked data at the moment so I can't make a call on it. What I can tell you is that my gut instinct says that's good activity. The question is is, is it converting to sales and that's what I need to check next. Now the other thing I can tell you and, and it's funny you, you you get a sense for these things because I do you remember when I had the the 99 pence box set and when that started to fly it was an experience I'd not had before because I was getting a level of likes and comment activity that I'd never seen on ads before and I have to say that with these ads that i've done i've got that again there's a lot of activity on the ads people liking and commenting on them so that is an early good sign but i'll have to wait till we get the attribution links back now the other thing i got to say about these adverts is that i'm i'm promoting left for dead but if people read if they buy left for dead and they read it remember that there are nine books in that series so there's a lot to play for, so, you know. Essentially, if you like, if you love it, and you want to read the whole series, I make one sale through Facebook, but make eight subsequent sales if they go on to read the series. So that's that's very profitable for me. So if I'm getting 18 pence per click, and say, just imagine, I mean, this isn't the case, but imagine that for every click I got there, that was um, 18 pence to find a customer and each of those customers then went on to read every book in the series. That would be hugely profitable as an advert. Now, that isn't the case, because a lot of people will read book one and, and hate it or think it's not for me. So you, you've got you've got wasted attrition at every stage of this. But what I need to assess, obviously, is how much has it cost me to find a first reader for the series? How many of those people then go on to read the rest of the series? So how profitable is is it across the series and then what am i paying to find a new customer and what i'm making from each new customer that i find and that needs to be hopefully significantly in profit and of course i'm doing the same with don't tell meg now the other thing about this is that these are amazon exclusive so i'm not just counting sales page reads count as well so This is why I need the attribution links to kick in properly and to know that they're they're bringing the data in because I'm looking here at not only just sales but page reads on these ads so I think it's going to take me a little while to be sure whether these are working or not but you know again you just have to sit with this and and the good thing about it is that because the 99p sales that I'm doing in Canada and um, the US are profitable, they're kind of um, subsidizing the learning period, you know, because you always have to pay to learn when you're doing Facebook ads. Well, I've got profitable ads in different territories, meaning that they're covering the costs of me learning um, with these adverts, you know, I'm going to let them run, got to wait till I get it. But you see, the great thing here is that This is the only data I would have before we got the Amazon attribution link. So you absolutely must use attribution links so that you can figure out what kind of rate of return you're getting when you're doing these promos. So that's my Facebook ads um I'll you know I'll keep you up to date with that when I've got something to report but that is my strategy with them and um, I worked through the whole of Matthew's training incidentally I think it was over the course of last weekend it didn't take me long to go through it um, I I knew I knew a lot of it to be fair uh, but it filled in a lot of gaps for me um and obviously the analysis of what you know what to do when the ants don't work is really really interesting what what I'm trying to resist doing at the moment though is because I know that I can do bargain basement prices you know I, I what I haven't done you see I, I could release the Morecambe Bay Trilogy the whole nine set which I, I said I'd never do but you know if it makes money whatever um I could release that Morecambe Bay Trilogy at 99 pence and start all over again with that and shifting that whole box set and, and you know really heavily promoting it and probably making quite a lot of sales and getting a lot of page reads with it. And if this doesn't work, or if it doesn't work at enough scale, I'll probably, I'll probably resort to doing that because I know that it, it works and I still have, uh, you know, kind of a, a, a tool in my toolkit that I can roll out and do that with. I haven't done it with the Walker Bay trilogies at the moment. So let's wait and see. We'll wait and see, but I'll keep reporting back to you. I said in the headlines, I was talking to you about Bookbub. I submitted Don't Tell Meg for a BookBub and got a knockback. I, I submitted the Sci-Fi 7-pack at the beginning of the week. Uh, that worked really well for, for me last year. It's wide. Remember, all my Sci-Fi is wide at the moment. And I'd never done a 99 pence or 99 cents promo on BookBub. I would never dared do it. But I figured that the Sci-Fi 7-pack was a huge value. It's got seven books in it, seven full-length books, and I was going to do it at 99 pence, 99 cents. I got a book bub, last year. It's wide, and it was profitable for me. Not hugely profitable, but but very definitely profitable over the next couple of months. And I got that in July the 18th last year. Well, that book was... um, you know, available, you have to give it six months after you get a BookBub promo, that book came up uh, as available to promote again, I put it in and it's got accepted, which is fantastic, now there is a proviso with that, is that BookBub have accepted the seven pack, but they've excluded the USA, which is interesting, um, maybe they've got data on what happened last time, but the But with the USA excluded, the advert only cost me £135.65 or in dollars, $167. So I reckon that ought to cover its costs and make a profit. So it's going in the UK, Canada and Australia and it's going wide. Now, last time it did really well in the uh, Apple bookstore. It always always does fine in, in Amazon but it did really well in the Apple bookstore last time. So I'm going to take a gamble on it and and see whether I can make my money back on that. But I would expect that I would, uh, I might just make my money back on it. You know, if I, I, hopefully I'll break even, but if I did break even, I'm not going to make a fortune off it. You know, at, at the very most, it would bring in four or 500 pounds probably, at the very most. But I don't know what the, USA difference is going to do anyhow I'm going to do it because I haven't had a book bub for ages it's it's going to be priced down at 99 pence 99 cents and the promo runs on February the 6th and I'll let you know how that goes uh, as I'll be still doing the podcast when that runs but it's I've just been having such a drought for so long with my book bub ads I'm going to take the promo and see how it does and actually I mean that will be educational for me because I don't think You probably know better than me because you probably remember better than me. But I don't think I've ever had a promo. I've certainly applied for them. I don't think I've ever got one where I removed the United States as a territory. Now, I might be wrong with that. I can't remember it. But for my own education purposes, it will be interesting to see what the difference is when you exclude the USA in terms of your profit. So anyhow, I'll let you know as soon as I know when I've got the numbers in. So in terms of Amazon ads this week, I, I did say to you that I wanted to prioritise working through Matthew's Facebook training. Uh, I've got a little bit more that I want to do with the Facebook ads. So I've, I've been really up to my ears this week. It's been busy writing, as you've heard, with the word count. But also I, I've had a, a couple of things th- that I've had to do when I would normally be marketing. So I had to nip to the dentist on Tuesday, and that squeezed me for time, getting my treadmill running. And then on Thursday, I had to go over to Newcastle on the train to do some business over in Newcastle. And that, that took me out for a day. It was a very enjoyable day, but it just squeezed me for time. So uh, I've just been a bit squeezed for time this week. I haven't had as much time as I'd like to have done to do marketing. So I've got a few more Facebook ads I want to do. And, actually, and interestingly, those Facebook ads are going to be for my sci-fi. I want to promote uh, The Secret Bunker. I want to promote The Grid, books, the, book, the first books, uh, so that I can get the profit over books two and three and I probably will promote the uh, seven pack, but i will only promote, actually I have to hang on with the seven pack because I'll need to get this book, book out of the way and wait till it's up to full price again. So I will need to come back to the seven pack, but I'd like to try and get my sci-fi selling, uh, you know, regularly and consistently if I can, even if it sells at a, a small level, uh, I'd still like to get that going. And also obviously at the moment with Amazon ads, because if, if, if you put, Amazon ads learning on the UK, Canada, Australia, and what have I missed out? UK uh, USA. and USA in learning mode. You would spend a fortune while you while you were learning. I learned that pretty quickly. You, know, you can't leave them all just on learning. You, you spend a fortune on your ads. So what I decided to do, even though I've got ads set up and on pause for sci-fi and non-fiction. I decided that very quickly, when I saw how much money I was spending, what you need to do is focus on on one thing first, learn how to do it, and then move on to the next thing. So that's my strategy with the Amazon ads. So at the moment, I've got the thrillers running. I told you last week that I've done a brute force on it in that I've, I've looked at the ads that are quite clearly working straight out trap sort of thing and and I'm running those and I've just boosted the budgets a little bit uh, but I've I've paused the ones that were losing because I need to work through Matthew's training on Amazon to work out how to analyze an ad and work out how to change it and what to remove what to add that sort of thing so that's in the pending pile I don't think I'm going to get to Amazon ads for a week or two just looking at how my time's going uh, but what I did do with Amazon ads this week is I added some Joffa books so that's I I never know how to say it whether it's Joff or Joffa but it's J-O-F-F-E and they specialize in the kind of books that I write which is kind of crime psychological fiction and they have an author there called Joy Ellis who I think I think is their number one author and she's just got a tv deal from her books working with Joffa so they're very very proactive with psychological thrillers and uh, they've been on uh, Mark Dawson's uh, podcast. Uh, they're you know, they very big with the Facebook promote, very effectively promote the books and their authors as well. So what I've done is I have decided I'm gonna state an intention here. I would like to be published by Joffa Books. If I ever did any kind of hybrid uh, publishing, I would want it to be through Joffa Books first because they are exactly the kind of publisher I'm looking for, which is that they're digital first, they because I, I I watch them they really work hard and market their authors they are very specifically my genre and they're doing things in a kind of modern cool way they're shifting books you know so Joy Ellis has got a TV contract for a series well yes I'd like a bit of that thank you very much for my Balkan Bay series so uh, I'm going to de- declare my intention and as part of that strategy I have gone through their authors and I've retargeted my working Amazon ads so that as well as hitting Joy Ellis, who is now showing up in my also boards, I'm strategically going for their authors. And the reason for that is, is that when the Joffa books team are, are looking at their Amazon pages, I want them to see my books. I want my books to be top of mind. You know, I want my name to be top of mind. So when they're checking their page, this Paul T bloke keeps popping up in the, um, in the adverts um, on, on the page. That's what I'm looking for. So i am going to do that quite strategically now so that they're at least aware of my name and i'm like a little little fly flying around their face that they keep having to wave a- away so i just decided that because i've managed to do it with joy ellis i was going to target a few of their other authors and start doing that as well now with joffa books i have actually sent my stuff to them but i've had no bites i mean clearly they don't either they don't like my stuff it didn't get read whatever you know they read the first sentence and hated it but they would they would be my publisher of choice even though I'm not their choice at the moment by the sounds of things but um, I'm sure I have sent stuff to Joff I have sent stuff to Joff took a deep breath but I never heard from them so clearly what I'm writing at the moment is not not what they're after or the quality of the writing is not what they're after Uh, but I am going to on this podcast declare my intention I would be very very happy if I was published by Joffa Books and they would be my first choice of. Hybrid publisher. So there you go. It's on record now. I've said it here on the I'm recording. This what on the twentieth of January, twenty twenty-three. It's a stated intention. Okay, I think that's it for marketing news. In other book-related news or writing-related news, I told you last week about Ingram ID, which is this new platform for marketing on on Amazon, uh, not Amazon um, on Ingram. I beg your pardon, and. I got in a bit of a fix with this. I think I said this to you last week that I'd would i done an ad, the audiences looked great, I'd submitted the ad, but there was a, a date difference in between when I set up the ad and when I submitted it. And when I submitted it, the start date had passed and the thing like couldn't cope with it. Most softwares would say, you know, you, you submitted this with a start date that's already passed please change the start date and then you change the start date and resubmit it and it would take it or even if you would submitted it and it said the start date was wrong it would let you edit it and resubmit it but it's not a, a suitable stage of development where it allowed me to do that so instead i would paid for an ad and the ad was jammed and i couldn't edit the ad but the money was paid so i had to go online and say can, you know can i either have a refund and, and i'll list again or can you just add that to a cre- as a credit to my account? And I'll list again. Anyhow, long and short of it is that apparently um, they only accept US-based credit cards at this time. So I, c- I can't do it apparently at this moment in time. Um, I, so that's really frustrating, unfortunately. But presumably, I said to you also last week that the audiences look great. I mean, these are audiences compiled from their data and you can target them on Amazon, Facebook and uh via google which is what i really wanted to try targeted audiences from ingram spark on google um but, but i had wondered what country they were from so i'm wondering whether that they were us-based audiences now i mean that to me seems to be quite a crucial piece of information so at the moment it seems like i can't do that in the uk so i got my money back and you know that'll, that'll pay for most of the um bookbub promo i guess now uh, so it's a bit frustrating i'd like to give it a try but that's what they said only us-based credit cards at this time so If you fancy having a look, it's called Ingram ID. It's new, it is interesting. And um, if you do have a look at it, will you just let me know how you get on with it? If you're in the US and you give it a try, just let me know how it does. Particularly, I'm really interested to know in Google because I I still feel we ought to be able to sell books on Google, but uh, I haven't mastered how to do it just yet. If you've ever found this podcast helpful, you can now support my work by buying me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Paul Teague. Maybe I've saved you some time by sharing a new resource, perhaps I passed some information on that you weren't aware of, or you may just like catching up with another author who's doing what you're trying to do and checking in on a regular basis. I prefer to use Buy Me a Coffee because unlike Patreon, you don't have to sign your life away to show your support for the podcast. You can make small one-time contributions, the price of a cup of coffee, or you can support monthly or even annually. The choice is yours and you can make one-off donations at any level you choose. So if you want to support the future development of this show, head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Paul Teague. And thank you very much in advance for your help in keeping this particular show on the road. I want to make a prediction on this show. I've already said to you, I've I've stated my intention I've wanted to get published with Joffa Books. I want to give a prediction. This is just one of these crazy things that just occurred to me the other day. And I'm going to share it on the podcast so that I can say, well, I said that. Look, on the 20th of January, 2023, I predict this. Here's a prediction for you. It's without any kind of knowledge at all. It's complete speculation. But every now and then I have moments when things just join up. And this was one of the moments which may be complete nonsense, but I just had a vision. This is my vision. I think Amazon will buy out Dave Chess Atticus. Now, I might have heard that on somebody else's podcast and then recycled it as my own prediction. Okay, but I'm just going to say it now and it makes perfect sense to me this. I reckon Amazon will buy out Dave Chesson's Atticus. I think they'll either buy it out of him and then sort of refine it with with him at the helm and and get it perfectly right. Um, Or, uh, you know, Dave will work on it for a bit longer and Amazon will just buy it out. But it's completely without foundation. It's completely without insider knowledge. It's completely without basis. It's just me making a wild industry prediction just so I can say I said it. And I may well have heard this on somebody else's podcast. That's the other thing. So if I have... Apologies. (laughs) Apologies. <laughs> uh, let me know if I've just claimed your great idea. Uh, but um, anyhow, I'll, I'll just put it out there, and uh, I'd just be interested to know what you think. But um, as I say, it might not happen. But I just thought I'd mention it. In last week's Dave Gochran newsletter that he sent out, he said something very interesting. I'm not going to go through the newsletter, but he said to me, uh, it was, "Sorry, he said to me. He said to us as readers, if you have switched to New Mailerlite, which I haven't done yet, like most authors I speak with." then I recommend Cross, and he went on blah, 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 blah. So Dave said he hasn't switched to new MailerLite yet, like most authors he speaks with. That was the bit I wanted to focus on, because I'd been having a good old rant, hadn't I, about MailerLite and how they were trying to transition us into the new system. And I was going, rant, 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 rant. And you know, sometimes you think, am I the only one ranting about this? But I found great solace in reading Dave's email and saying, ah, I'm not the only one. It's not just me getting uppity about this. Other people look like they're getting uppity about it too. Or they're just resisting the sort of friction of having to change everything in their account. So again, I just thought I'd mention that. It's not just me who's moaning about uh, MailerLite so hopefully that will mean that we we move to some resolution particularly when somebody like Dave Gochran who's very um, you know he's got uh, leverage hasn't he in in our marketplace he's a a voice that people would listen to that'd be very interesting if uh, MailerLite all I want them to do is just change the transition that's all I want to stay with MailerLite because I'm happy with them that that's why I'm moaning about this transition because you know I'm happy and you've got to Put a stick in the works for me. Uh, that's why I'm moaning about it. So let's see how that pans out. But very interesting to hear that I'm not the only one. I'm not a voice in the wilderness. I did some more work this week. This is the sort of thing I do because I, I sort of when I'm playing Scrabble with my mum, I can multitask. Uh, you know, while she's while she's laying, and I did a couple of little jobs this week while we were playing Scrabble. So I've created 13 template emails in MailerLite. I told you last week that I'm planning. If if this happens, what what can we do? If this actually happens, and I and I write emails all this year, once a month all this year, we need to celebrate in some way. I don't know what I'll do. We'll have to think of something, won't we, of marking it right? But I have stated the intention that I'm going to really try and send out a marketing email to my list every month in the last Sunday of every month until the end of January 2024, which is when my last the box set will release from the books I'm working on at the moment. So it makes from a marketing point of view, makes all the sense in the world for me to build my list this year and to actually build up the the fact that I got some books coming. Now, as I say, I, I'm not gonna offer to eat my hat because I run in my hat. I need my hat to run in, uh, my, my running cap. So I'm not gonna eat my hat, but we need, I don't know what the equivalent is, but we need to come up with something like that. I My expectation of myself that I'm actually gonna deliver on that is very, very low, <laughs> just based on past experience, all right? But, but to state an intention and to remove as much friction as possible, I created thirteen template emails in MailerLine with a view to emailing once a month from the end of this month to the end of January 24. So, what I mean by template emails is is when I when I emailed regularly last time, uh, it was on the recommendation I believe of Queeve McDonald, who's got on to do you know amazing things with his publishing career, and he was sort of saying, oh, I you know I do months a month and, and he'd inspired me to give it a try again and so uh, when I did that last time I worked from a template and the template was something like um, you know the latest writing news what I'm up to as a writer what I'm reading what I'm watching on telly I think I used to have a question of the month which was actually really popular I used to get loads of entries it just used to take so much time but I used to give was it like a $10 I used to have a $10 book token and then I'd ask people questions about my genre you know related to psychological thrillers do you like this or that and it was it was really interesting it was a great way to react with um, you know to react with my readers It was brilliant I got loads of responses I got over a hundred responses one month from that, which is you know you know again some of the best responses I've ever had and then probably I had a little promo slot for a um what not a book bub what are they called you know the Uh, book link not book uh, linker book funnel uh, book funnel promo Uh, and the book funnel promos fitted in really well within the context of a monthly email so and you know it works i've got a template for it it was successful last time i did it but i still stopped so i've done the 13 template emails so so basically i had a holding template that i just used to say you know create new email from template and then it had all the slots in and it had a holder placeholder images and placeholder text and all I had to go in is sort of customize it for that month just to make it as easy and as replicable as possible well those 13 template emails are sitting there in in MailerLite they're all teed up for the dates where they need to go all i got to do is write the content is it going to happen watch this space and find out the other thing I did this week while I was playing Scrabble and these are just kind of repetitive tasks I don't have to focus too much on uh, I created the blog pages in WordPress for this for this podcast until what is it the end of June I think it's good the last episode is going to be and I created the Google Drive um, templates for the podcast um, you know uh, uh, sorry I'm lying not to the end of June if that was too much to the end of June to the end of March so I've done the blog page templates the end of March and I've done the Google Drive template so I have a script outline that I use so I have um what are the headlines I've just done it and I've forgotten already you know coming up this week three dots where I do my teasers uh writing update for the week marketing update for the week other writing related news uh, links So I have a little template that I fill in as I go along each week I've done those templates to the end of March um, and I've sort of batch batch produce them because it saves a lot of my time and uh and, and so I just kind of turn up and it makes less work for me uh, every week but he, he, but both my my wordpress pages and my uh google drive pages they're all based on a template which I just go save as save as save as and change the dates and things like that so um we're all kind of sitting in the background ready to go batch processed to the end of march The final episode, I did the calculations. The final episode in this series is going to be Saturday the 24th of June because I ended up doing, it's going to be 24 episodes of the diary. And then because I did an extra episode of the uh, tools and techniques this week, this is the final one because I overran. Uh, that's going to take me to 425 episodes of this podcast by Saturday the 24th of June but it's also beautifully convenient because that is the weekend after self-publishing what is that S for self-publishing show self-publishing show live in London Um, so that's the Mark Dawson show in London so I'll go to the Mark Dawson show uh, you know so long as nothing happens uh, to change that plan and then I will report back on it that's the last episode on Saturday, the 24th of June. And then that will be the end of this diary sequence. And by that stage, I will have also finished writing the series of books. Um, you know, so, uh, so I'll then decide what happens next, uh, what, based on what happens, whether I go and do an MA, MLIT, whatever it is, whatever I decide to do next, I'll then decide uh, whether it's sort of fresh enough and gives sufficient impetus to do more diaries later in the year. But what I can tell you with almost certainty, is that it will finish on the twenty fourth of June, and I won't even think about bringing it back until September sometime if it does come back. So that just to give you a steer on this, uh, but we're good till Saturday the twenty fourth of June, the week after SPS Live in London, and say so by that date Claire Cronshaw will have book three. That's due to Claire on the eleventh of June. Um, you know, so uh, so that that all works. Beautifully in times of timing the books done and delivered. It's got to be because I've paid the deposit on it now so Claire will have a book <laughs> of some sort um, and uh, I'll have done the conference so that's a really good kind of week to just summarize everything bring bring everything together pull all the strands together and then Take a break over summer and figure out what's happening next. So so no, you, you know what's happening now in terms of the podcast I've had loads of sort of mailbag stuff Uh, since I started the diaries again which is fantastic thank you very much and I might have missed some so apologies if I have because they come in they come in via Twitter messages they come in via email Um, often people comment on the buy me a coffee page Uh, I get blog post comments too so I get kind of comments from people all, all over the place and I try and collate them as they come in Let's just give you a a taster of some of these so you can see what people are saying. So um, I've never heard before, we've never um, talked before, but I got a a lovely... blog post comment from Jackie Beard who says hi Paul congratulations on your 400th episode I've listened to your podcast for several years yet we've we've never spoken I don't think Jackie have we and find it very useful particularly the bolt-on to today's episode detailing how you approach your novel writing I'm a mystery writer with 13 novels under my belt I had a look at your novels Jacqueline you look like you're doing a great job so keep that up the latest of which is my first psychological thriller which looks great by the way just exactly the sort of thing I'm writing or aiming for." But as you say, starting a new book is always daunting, and because writers are solitary creatures, it's hard to know how others approach the process. Your account is very encouraging, especially as I write using uh, similarly using Scrivener and loose chapter outlines. So Jackie, you'll be very interested to see my outline, I think, this week, so get you there fast. Hopefully you've caught this before it's uh, disappeared from the web. I hope you keep up this part of the podcast. It's unique, helpful and reassuring. Congratulations once again and it's good to hear you back on the airwaves from Jackie. Thanks ever so much for that, Jackie. Uh, much appreciated. Very interested to have a look at what you're doing as well in, in terms of your writing. Um, as I say, your mystery uh, your mystery thrillers, uh, you know, great, 13 novels, fantastic. And it was very interesting for me to take a look at your psychological thriller. I'm sure I've seen that advertised somewhere, Jackie. I might be getting mixed up with something else, but I'm sure that's come up somewhere on my Twitter feed. But it looks... Just, just the part, just exactly what a psychological thriller should look like. So, good luck with that. And I'm pleased that you're finding the author diaries handy. <laughs> you wait till you listen to this week. That'll get frazzled your frazzled your brain this week. There's so much of it, I'm afraid. But thank you very much for doing that. Uh, Des Palmer got back to me by email. Uh, Des had posted on an earlier episode of the podcast on the on the on the uh, the WordPress notes or the comments there, and um, Des wrote me quite a long email, but I'll just summarise this. Uh, Des has basically, um, do you remember I posted the Twitter thread from Matthew J. Holmes a couple of weeks ago, it was a Twitter thread, it was 14 parts, and it showed you exactly how to set up a, a Facebook ad, and I shared that, and I've shared it again by the way. In case you're hearing about it and you can't find it, I've shared it again on this week's show notes. So just go to selfpublishingjourneys.com, look at today's episode on the show notes, and you'll find this Twitter thread. But what Des said is, "I, I always had trouble getting Facebook ads to work significantly. I've got ads for authors, but I find it a bit overwhelming. One day I'll sit down and meticulously go through it. But what Matthew has in that thread, so this is just the thread, this is free, not the training. It gave Des instant returns. Des says, I tried it first with my Fantasy Omnibus targeting readers in the USA. That's where it sells more, but not much. And like you said, you get a number one on the free charts first, and then you're always trying for more. Um, Des hasn't had uh, much of an impact in the USA, uh, but that's something he's trying for. And then he said, the particular series did better in the States, but it hadn't sold anything of late. So he followed that free free thread, which is very hard to say. He didn't even do all of it. He admitted the copy ad part, but even so... It's been a minor success for him immediately shipping 10 books in six days. And then after watching it for a couple of days, Des said that he came to the conclusion that this might actually do what it says on the tin. So he tried it with his bestseller, which is, I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly, Des, I'm sorry. The bestseller is The Eye of Nineveh, 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 I'm going to go for The Eye of Nineveh targeting the UK market and at the time of writing this it sold 12 copies in three days and catapulted it back into the top five of its two categories that it had previously topped and all without a BookBub deal this time so what Des says is the best thing is that it's been done at a fraction of the price that I had to spend before on Facebook ads and Amazon ads so Desi says I'm going to go and buy the course and he says thank you very much for this Des will be he'll be buying using my affiliate link as a thank you well, my thank you very much for using the affiliate link. But my main concern is that you get better results. What I'm trying to do is share stuff that you know works or works for me, in the hope that you'll get better results. So that's that's great news. So remember, Des hasn't bought the training. He's simply worked through a free Twitter thread, just changing slightly the ways that his Facebook ads for the way that works, uh, and he's got instant results, which are at a fraction of the price. Of a book bub deal. So I'm going to put that Twitter thread on the show notes again this week. I'd highly recommend if you're struggling with Facebook ads that you look at it and work through it. Uh, interestingly, Des also said that we've got a shared love of Spain. He's been on the same cable car that we did. And um he said, Des says, I remember going up a, a mountain in a cable car. I think it was, and I've just been to this place and I can't say it. Benal Medina? Benal Medina. It was in Benal Medina at the top was an Avery. And man, was it cold up there. Yeah, that's exactly the same place. I looked it up on the map because you know what I'm like with detail. I had to ask my wife whether we'd been there and we had been to Benal Medina. That's where we went. For me, it was just the next train stop from where we were staying. I don't, as you know, I don't do detail like stuff, things I have to remember. But yeah, we've been to Benal Medina and we've been to the same place. And yeah, the aviary, they they did a a bird of prey exhibition. That's what they were doing at the top. That's what they were doing when we were there, Desmond. But they might also have an aviary up there as well. So great to hear from you. Thank you very much for that. And uh, also, a commitment from Des, you know, to meet up at SPS Live and, and go for a drink and have a chat, which will be fantastic. Looking forward to that. Dan Saul has got in touch with me and said, Hi, Paul. Loving the episodes on tools for authors. Just an FYI in relation to something you said uh, Dragon, or rather the parent company Nuance, was bought last year by Microsoft, hence uh, why words dictation suddenly got much better so it still isn't as good as Dragon, but at £350 a pop for Dragon, it's a bit of a leap for people to make, so I probably knew that, I said to Dan, I think I probably knew that, but I've forgotten it, I'm sure, I'm sure I I knew that, when Dan told me, I thought, I'm sure somebody, I must have known that, Um, because somebody would have told me what happened to Nuance, because Dragon just disappeared, didn't it, certainly on on, uh, Windows computers, anyhow, that explains why word's dictation is suddenly uh, so good because it is good it's you know it's great it's okay it's perfectly all right so uh, it's also very good on google drive if you use google drive docs i found that dictation amazingly good you know for something that's free so again if you're thinking about dictation do try the built-in i say they're free you've got to pay for microsoft word haven't you but you know build, try the built-in dictation on word but also try the built-in dictation if you want something completely free on Uh, what is it called, Google Drive, Google Docs, that's very surprisingly good. And then also, uh, nothing stays the same, does it? You know, I've been moaning about MailerLite, I told you that I've stopped using SiteGround, and then also now, um, and I think I'm slightly out of sync, if I remember on episode three of my Tools and Resources, I think it's podcast this week, isn't it? I should have checked this before I spoke to you. And one of the podcasts in my list of recommendations is going to be the Selmore Book Show. But since I recorded that episode before Christmas, the Selmore Book Show has had a makeover. And I've, I've got the second episode of this makeover version to listen to this week. And having bigged it up as part of my kind of essential tools and resources, they've changed the format I don't really like it, I'm afraid. It's like when they change the recipe of your favourite chocolate bar. It's like, mm. I prefer the old one. Um, it's a bit short and a bit all over the place at the moment. It doesn't have the same kind of content and information in it. So um, I'd have to say just to update that tools and resources episode that my jury is out on Selmore Book Show at the moment. I'm, I'll listen to it for another couple of weeks just for it to settle down and you know see how it settles. But it may slip off my podcast listing uh, sort of list every week because I thought Ooh, don't really like this not getting on with this It sounds a bit of a strain but when people change the format I mean I know this because we used to change the format of radio shows and it was horrible for the first week when you were used to doing one format of a show on a radio and then all of a sudden the, the travel news was at a different time the sport was at a different time and it was longer or shorter and the news bulletins came in at a different time it was like bedlam for the first week because you were trying to get used to the new format and no one knew what they were doing and people were turning up late to read the news and things it was it was terrible format changes are horrible when you're on the radio and then you get used to it it's just what you do you know exactly where everything comes and you get in the routine of it so I am going to give it a couple of weeks just to bed down and for them to iron out the rough spots but I can say very early I don't really like this new format it's not working for me so let's see what happens with that I've decided to introduce a new slot to this podcast because um, I'm going to call it links to share which is basically where I've got web links coming in from newsletters and I know you won't all be subscribed to the same newsletters as I am um, but they they um, I've recommended them again in my tools and recommendations episodes and I just feel like I'm getting a lot of good content that I want to share with you so I won't talk you through them at any length but I will put all these links on the show notes at the end of the show so you can access them without having to hunt for them but I will just mention them and let you know what the content is because I feel like there's a lot of really good stuff in there that I want you to, to look at so this is the links to share slot then this week Uh, I got a link from Fussy Librarian the blog post is called increase book sales in just five steps now uh, it's for a something like a 16 or 19 page PDF booklet you have to give them your email but I'm already registered with them anyway and then you get access to this downloadable booklet which I would say to you is well worth a read I you know to me in theory, I'm supposed to know all this stuff, uh, but I I did it, read it, and sometimes it reminds you of things that you'd forgotten, or it introduces you to do things, if you're new or recent to self-publishing, you'll get a lot of value from it, so five steps, uh, increase book sales in just five steps, it's from Fussy Librarian, I've put the link on this week's show notes, which you'll find at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Um, I said last week or the week before that we're kind of getting a weekly Matthew J. Holmes spot. So this is the, I've already mentioned Matthew's trading with Facebook, but this is this week's Matthew J. Holmes official spot. He shared on Twitter this week, another one of these lovely uh, Twitter threads that I'm really getting into. I love these Twitter threads with their they're quality. And he's done another Facebook one. Which, if you read it alongside the one I just mentioned when I was talking about Desi's email, if you read it alongside the how to set up an ad, it's a step by step Facebook ads targeting thread. If you read those next, you know, step by step, frankly, you might not ever have to buy any training. It's it's so good. It's you know, it's right on point. So, I've put the link to the thread, but I think if you, could, I've, I've also put the link to the thread that shows you how to set up the ads. So, frankly, you know, without spending a penny. You've got everything you need there to supercharge your Facebook ads without buying a course. It's it's really good content. You know, there's, a, there's an entire mastermind course in there. And you don't have to sit through a load of videos either. It's just step by step by step by step. Do this, do that, do that, do that. It's really, really clear. You don't have to sit through waffling videos or any of that. It's just get on with it and tell you what you need to know. So they are also going to be on this week's show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. I wanted to mention Sophie Hannah because I'd sat in on—I've sat in a lot of webinars from Sophie this week as part of the Dream Author Academy thing that I'm a member of. Um, I did actually; she did something. She did four episodes, four webinars last Saturday, which I'm still working through. And I thought she was using it to recruit new members, and I dropped her a note and said, "Am I allowed to share these on my podcast?" But apparently, I'm not. They're just for kind of Dream Author people. But uh, I thought there were aimed at bringing in new uh, customers. and I thought well, she might let me share these, but no, I can't share them with you. But something I can share with you that she's done that's public facing is a blog post that she's done called Why and How I Plan My Novels. It's on Sophie's blog, and it explains the knocky approach that I was talking to you about. It explains how she, she does planning. And as we're talking about this a lot at the moment, then you can see what she does when she plans her novels. So um, do take a look at that. Uh, I've put the, the link. You know, you don't have to go hunting for it. It's all on the show notes this week. Uh, Dave Chesson has shared from Kindlepreneur.com. I can't say that word. Kindlepreneur. Kindlepreneur.com. He's shared a blog post this week called How to Write More Books, 22 Tips. Well, we all want that, don't we? So I've shared that blog post with you. I'm not going to um, go into any detail. You can just read the post. They're just like recommended links this week. Uh, BookBub, uh, this is a really good post. Please read this. The BookBub blog, I'm having trouble with my mouth today. The BookBub blog has a great article on book bundling strategies. So this is when you've maybe got, you know, three books in a series, a box set, or or more, and there were some strategies in there that I wasn't aware of, and I hadn't thought of, I found that brilliant, so you'll know that if you asked me what's the best strategy to use, I would say write in series, certainly write a trilogy first of all if you can, and then you know market the first book, make your profit on the subsequent books, and sell the box set too, but also write in a series, because you market the first book, and if people like that, they go on to read you know, books. However many books you've got in the series, well, there were some book bundling strategies in there, which I wasn't aware of, or I hadn't thought about. So that's a really good blog post too. And then finally, uh, and this is this is a genre-specific thing, but I know you know I know from people who write to me that a lot of you are, are, are writing crime or the sort of thing that I write too. This is from the Crime Reads blog, and it's the rules for writing crime fiction. Uh, so it's really interesting. Uh, I found, if you're in that genre, of course, really interesting read, The Rules for Writing Crime Fiction from the crimereads.com. crimereads.com is the blog, but I'll, I'll just share the link with you on this week's show notes, which you'll easily find if you just head for selfpublishingjourneys.com, you'll see where the show notes are, they just get broadcast, they get released or published at the same time as the show goes live, at about 2am UK time on Saturday mornings, that's when it goes live. Okay, so there's a whole load of information in there. Um, Let's just wind up then with the healthy author updates. Those of you who just come for the writing news, it's time to switch off and go and make a cup of tea or whatever it is you like to do. I will finish on my healthy author update to let you know what I'm up to running wise. And then obviously after the goodbye from me, you're going to get the diary for this week, my writing diary for this week, which is an extra 55 minutes. So if you've got a bit of time to kill, (laughs) listen to the writing diary for this week. Okay and this week's healthy author updates even though my time was disrupted this week so I was doing something at the times when I would normally go on the treadmill and get a 5k run in in the garage. Oh my goodness the garage is cold you have to really brace yourself at the moment to go out there to go for a run. I got my two 5k treadmills in this week. I was really happy because last week I did a park run which was so muddy, I didn't try for a fast time. It was so muddy and slippery at the beginning. I just kind of trotted round, had a nice chat to people as I went round, didn't go for a time last week at Park Run. But uh, at the nature reserve on Sunday, we are running largely on tarmac, but on sort of sturdy gravel paths in the woods where we go into the woods. So I got a nice normal time last week and I was below my time of 29 minutes. uh, So I was really happy with that because I told you that i I think i told you i had a cold in spain and i hadn't run in spain i'd done the two set runs that we were going to do that we would paid for but i didn't do just routine running when i was in spain i just kind of let myself get well again rather than run myself down so i was kind of back to running when i got back to the uk i was very happy to get my time at 28 minutes something at the reserve last sunday because it's a while since i've run that time so that made me very happy as well it's really cold in the uk this week so i it's sunny at the moment. I'm hoping it's all going to thaw for the weekend, but I've got a five k park run tomorrow. I'm hoping we don't get called off for ice. I'm actually volunteering tomorrow to to set up, which means I'm there at eight o'clock. So if they make an early morning call and say it's cancelled because of the ice, I shall leap in the car. I'll have my running gear on, and I shall drive down to Penrith because they they usually. They usually have their park run on if we have to cancel ours because it's on different ground. It's not on um, tarmac, so so you can run on it often in Penrith. So I, sh- I shall be looking for another local park run, or I might go to the um, Tolkien Tarn, which is a kind of country park that we've got nearby. I'll go somewhere else to catch a run if it's cancelled in Carlisle. And then on Sunday, I've got a 10-kilometre formal race on Sunday. So I'm supposed to be running along the lanes of, of, of Cumbria on Sunday. Again, it's very difficult with it being so cold this week to imagine that the country lanes are going to be clear. I'm half expecting them to still be icy and deadly unless we get some sun on you know, either today and Saturday. So I'm half expecting that one to be cancelled. So if that one is cancelled... Uh, I will go to the nature reserve and do uh, just run twice round, get a 10K in that way. But I want to get a 10K in before the end of the month to hit my target of one 10K run uh, every month. So that's my running this week. So generally, well, this week I will run, what's that, 10, 15, 25K if I get the 10K in on Sunday and I've run 25K this week, uh, which is good. That's that's kind of my target. My target each week is to run 20K and then every now and then, once a month I run 25K in a week. Have I, done the ad, have I done the sums right? Yes, I have, haven't I? Um, 25K, that's why I do a 10K uh, once a month just to try and get that in. So there you go. That's my healthy author updates. That's what I've done this week with my running. It's good to be back to running again. I just wish it would warm up. <laughs> it's so cold out there. You really have to brace yourself to get out of in this weather. Okay, that is it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, my writing diary is coming next. You know, if, if you're finding it useful, Uh, please, you know, drop me a note, let me know if it is useful. And it's very long this week, it felt like a bit of a slog this week. I think it'll be a bit of a slog as a listen. But uh, just let me know if it is proving to be useful. But in the meantime, I hope you have a fabulous week of writing. I'll be back next week. And from me, Paul Teague as ever, it's bye for now. This podcast is supported by affiliate sales of memberships to the Alliance of Independent Authors, the professional business membership organization for self-published authors. I found that I usually cover the cost of membership by using the special codes given out for free listings and revisions on Ingram Spark. Use a couple of those over the course of a year and your membership is easily paid for. However, Ally is much more than that. You can access expert advice, great support and community, a range of podcasts suitable for authors of all levels, and the amazing online conferences which gather industry titans several times a year in order to share their best tips and tricks. When you purchase your Ally membership through my affiliate link, you pay the same price as normal, but I take a percentage of the sale proceeds, which goes to support my time and effort in producing this podcast. To check out the best essential professional membership service for all indie authors, head over to paulteague.net forward slash ally, that's A-L-L-I. It's 8.35 on Monday morning, that's the 16th of January, and today I've got to write about around 5,000 words. When I say 5,000 words, what I did is I I pressed what's called the compile button in Scrivener, you'll know what that is if you've got Scrivener, and that exports my book as a Word document and I've removed all the notes and the bits and pieces in there so that I can get an actual Word count. It's quite hard to get an actual Word count in Scrivener but I've got an actual Word count in a in a Word document. So when I was writing last week I've actually written 5,867 words so far. I was supposed to have written 5,000 words and that's distributed across three chapters. So you've heard me say that I need to monitor my my writing so that I don't end up overshooting or undershooting on the book I'm more likely to overshoot at the moment so if I say well at the end of today I'm supposed to have about 10,000 words written of this book if I take away the words I've already written it actually only leaves me 4,133 words to write across three chapters today now I'll write more than that because those are going to be quite short chapters but Uh, This is why I need to be mindful of my word counts all the time, because if I just kept on overshooting all the time, I'd end up way over that 75,000 word limit at the end of the book. So this is why you need to watch your words as you go along. Now it is a Monday morning. We've had a light snowfall here today. This is one of those days when I'm relieved that I don't have to get the car ready and de-ice it and things before I go to work. And the roads, actually, where we are 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 quite uh, bad as well. But my wife's uh, gone to work. I'm a bit jittery because I got 15,000 words to write this week, in theory, if I manage to keep that up. and Really, the only way to tackle that, 15,000 sounds just overwhelming, but the only way to tackle that is one day at a time, one writing stint at a time. So what that is, in actual fact, is nine one-hour writing stints over three days. That's, that's all, all, inverted commas, I've got to do. I'm feeling pretty apprehensive about it, even though I've, I've started the book and we've cracked that nut. So last night, I over, I've i over-prepared to do the writing today. Um, interestingly, I do have probably the biggest stress bit for me today is that I do have the first of the 1970s scenes to write. So chapter one is written because that was the first... Uh, bit that I wrote the first the opening bit of the book that I wrote last week so I'm writing chapter two today which is in present day chapter three is a 1974 scene and chapter four is a present day scene now in 1974 I'm picking out the stories of one of the girls who features in the books this is a a character called Jilly and in my initial planning notes I had got Jilly working at a factory and I started doing some research last night thinking well let's work out what the factory is and where she's working in the city And I actually decided against placing her in a factory. And I've actually got her working at a local cinema. Now, I did some research on this cinema. I've got some photographs. I even actually got a billboard from the cinema to see which films were showing in the actual year uh, that this is set unfortunately it's just a little bit late for my timeline Uh, originally I was going to put Airplane 75 was going to be the film that was showing while Julie was at the cinema uh, working in the cinema Uh, but that wasn't released in the UK until I think it was about December 1974 so I've had to go for another film I had to do all this research yesterday which would have taken my time up today So basically, she's working in a cinema called The Cecil, which was in Hull, and I've actually been to The Cecil in the 1990s. My wife and I, my wife reminded me last night, I can't remember this, but my wife said we went to see Reservoir Dogs at The Cecil Cinema in 19 whatever it was that that film came out and we were living in Hull so to me it makes sense to it makes sense for me to use a location that I know have been to even though this is 20 years before we went there you know at least I know the building I know the decor in the cinema I know where it was in Hull I've managed to dig out some old photographs the film I've used is not Airport 75 I've been through all the 70s films of that year I think I could have used Earthquake towering inferno it was all the Steve McQueen sort of Charlton Heston films at that time but the film I've gone for because I need this to take place in about sort of summertime just to get the 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 pregnancy period Uh, Gillie needs to become pregnant in the summer and then she needs to have the baby in 1975 so the film I've chosen (laughs) because it was the first one I found that I knew could remember from that time when I was a kid and because it hits the timeline right is Herbie Rides again that's a film I've had to go for so again uh, Jilly's section I probably spent half an hour to an hour researching that yesterday just to make sure that it wasn't going to hold me up on the details when when I wrote this chapter the other thing is that I needed to know and I've researched this previously is uh, Jilly's boyfriend needs to drive a car and he's going to drive a classic UK car at that time the Ford Escort So anyhow, that's not the chapter I'm writing at the moment. That's the second chapter today. The first chapter continues where the first chapter left off. So it should be okay. I could, in theory, write as low as 1,377 words. But I'm going to try, I think, just to kind of even out the words I've written. I'm going to try and shoot for about 1,500 words. I've got my water at my side. Scrivener's open on screen one. To my right, I've got screen two. As usual, I've got my timer set to an hour. I've got my living writer with all my character details there. So I don't really feel like it today, to be honest with you. My website... Is broken. I think it's a a plugin is updated and has messed up the website. This is my author website. I had a little play around with it before I started writing, and my kind of mind is elsewhere. What I really want to do is fix that website. That's what's uh, worrying my mind at the moment. But I can't get into that because that could take any length of time. So I've got to park that, however agitating it is and get the writing done. So when I'm having my cups of tea in between writing today, I'm probably going to be fiddling around with that website to see if I can even just affect a temporary fix. So I am a little bit distracted today. I really don't feel like sitting down to write. I'd rather be doing something much more, uh, well, I don't know, just messing around on the internet and having some time to warm up. But it is 8.41, 8.45. That time is going to get started, and I'm going to start writing. I'll be back in an hour and let you know how it went. It's 934 and I've just written 1,605 words, slightly less than I would normally be aiming for, but as I've already explained to you, I've, over, I've overwritten. So I just need to peg it in a little bit now, just to keep on my target. So 1,605 is fine. I've actually got another 10 minutes until my alarm sounds. So I did 1,600 words there in, what was that, 50 minutes. So I'm, again, I'm sort of firing on all cylinders at the moment in spite of my <laughs> not particularly wanting to write that chapter came fine I had to do a little bit of research um uh, you know again I could probably get to if I really pushed it I could probably get to about 2,000 words an hour if I didn't go back to correct the words the spelling mistakes and if I didn't do little tiny bits of research but I just needed to do a little bit of a check which I could easily do um it was just a reference to the councils in in Humberside um interestingly as a journalist Um, 1974 in the UK was where we had a lot of county councils starting up and I was actually reporting on it in 1996 when they abolished the councils I, I was at Radio Humberside as a reporter I actually was there on the day reporting on the breakfast show on the day that the councils disappeared in 1996 so I, I, I know about the dates, but there's just a little plot line about getting records from a school. And because the school's closed now, because we've got changes of councils, it was just a throwaway comment really about, you know, good luck finding the records because you've got a couple of councils in there and a closed school and the records were all kept on paper. So I just checked a couple of dates. I just um, was pretty sure that Humberside County Council was formed in 1974. I was, I was didn't I couldn't remember the date. It was scrapped. That was 1996. Um, I knew it was in the 90s But couldn't remember the date And I just needed to check the date When the school closed as well Interestingly at the school That I'm talking about in the book uh, I actually did a, a, a breakfast show there in, At the school It's a David Lister school in Hull uh, I did We did a school's day And I did the breakfast show there uh, one morning so I've actually been at the school which is now demolished that I'm talking about in the book so all you know this is why all this experience is so useful it was so useful being a journalist you get you get all this wonderful access to things and as I say I, you know I had a lovely morning at the school uh, I can remember talking to the head teacher and all the all the pupils there so I've even got memories of the venue, even though it's been knocked down now. So I, I just that was a very quick check. Uh, a quick check on Wikipedia actually uh, did that. And when I saw the dates, I, I know they're right because I can place it in terms of my own history in Hull. So, um, you know, just a little diversion there. But 1,600 words, 10 minutes left on the clock. I'm going to get writing again at 10 o'clock. So I'm going to make myself a cup of tea now. And if, 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 if I've not been eaten out of house and home by my children, uh, I'm going to see if there's a banana because I'm feeling a little bit peckish. And then at 10 o'clock, it's head down. And I'm going to write that scene back in 1974, the one I was worried about. But I'll talk to you about that in a moment when I've had a break. It's 9.44 now. I've had half a banana. It was a huge banana, so I've saved the other half for my next break. I've made myself a cup of tea, and I've decided that rather than take a 25-minute break, which which I can have to keep to my schedule, I'm actually just going to get my head down and keep writing, because I feel like I've warmed up now. So I'm going to start writing in a moment or two, and that will get me ahead. Now, I've got a busy day today. I've already told you that I've got this website to have a look at. Uh, I'm shuffling kids around today because they're doing something in the house this afternoon. I'll be playing Scrabble with my mum, want to get the car washed, and uh, I need to nip out to the shop as well. So it's one of those days where I need to be flying around after I've done my writing. So I figure that if I finish earlier, then I can get on earlier. Now, remember, these are only first drafts. These don't have to be perfect. I I, I think I do write fairly accurately. There won't be big changes, but I can give you an example. I I meant to tell you this on the last chapter, actually. So I've just written chapter 2 not really delighted, with the way the chapter ends it doesn't end on a strong enough beat for me that one but I have ended it it's on an acceptable beat but not a strong enough beat and, and I'll come back and I'll I'll probably change that but it doesn't matter I've got a, I've got a chapter there it's perfectly all right no problems with it I'm going to move on to the next one and this is what the edits are for i can come back and make that better it does feel to me like it needs to be a little bit stronger i just thought "Mm, not happy with the way that that ended um but i'm going to move on to the next chapter now which is a 1974 chapter um and all the time i'm counting my words so (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of maths in a moment or two and just work out how many words I can write in this chapter because I want to be pegging it back so I'm not, I'm not overwriting all the time. But I always enjoy the 70s. Once I've got this first 70s chapter done, I just need to get into the world and establish Jilly as a character. Uh, but once these will be the easy chapters. So if I ever have a day when I'm absolutely stuck on the plot in the present day, One of the good things I can do is I can always go to the 1974 chapters because they kind of write themselves. Once you've once you've done the first chapter, they're all planned out. I don't generally have to write any clues in there. That's it's really about characterization and background. And yes, I feed details in. That also have a bearing on the on the present day but I'm not really you're not really getting suspect clues and things like that in in the past story so it's a lot more relaxing for me to write it's a lot more fun for me to write in actual fact in this book the 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 chapters when the girls are in the 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 home they're all waiting to have their babies and then they're going to have this distressing period when the babies are taken away from them and adopted out so you've got this you've always got this feeling that this there's this drum beating in the background this this sort of pulse that's going to start racing when the babies are taken away from you know what's going to happen uh, but they've got this kind of young this naivety uh, about them while they're in the home so I've actually got some quite fun scenes for the girls while they're in the home uh, you know with a little bit of gallows humor all waiting for the babies to come they don't know that the babies are going to be taken away from them. They've signed paperwork. They don't really understand it. The parents and the social workers are sorting this out around them, and they really are going to be kind of victims of circumstance. So this is really the the calm before the storm, if you want, uh, in this story. So if I ever do get stuck on the present day storyline and think, oh, I need more time, I need more time to do that, then I would just jump to and write a 1970s chapter to make sure I get my word count done and then I could come back and, and solve the problem of of the present day plot. Uh, it gives me another 24 hours or however long I've got before I write again to solve that problem. So it's quite nice to have that built into the book. Anyhow, I'm ready to write again. So having warmed myself up now, I'm going to start the clock at 9.50. The timer's reset for an hour. Let's see if I can get this word count done within the hour. That's 1,713 words written. And my alarm is about to go off in forty five seconds so i 've just done one thousand seven hundred and thirteen words within my hour time limit. The time is now ten forty seven so i 'm slightly ahead of my writing schedule for the day. I should get done by twelve twelve fifteen today i 'd hope depending on how the next chapter goes. now, uh, this chapter took a turn that i hadn 't quite expected. I actually ended up writing a naughty scene uh, in this book, but it 's just kind of how the book went now, when I planned that chapter that wasn't going to be the case but actually as it turned out in the context of the story I thought actually this works better if we have a naughty scene in here it's only three chapters into the book (laughs) so it's going to be a bit of a shock and uh, oh the alarm's just about to go here we go here's the evidence I just finished that's my online timer so that was the hour up there for my writing so hopefully you're getting a sense of the, the routine that I do that the first session writing was hard for me i didn't really feel like it i'm I'm off now i'm fine now i'm 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 away and the writing's uh, flowing now but yeah that that uh, love scene that naughty scene that i've just written uh, i hadn't expected to write that when i planned the chapter But it just, I I was going to kind of have a liaison scene, but I decided actually that I just wanted to contrast with another one of the characters who was very naive. And I want this character to actually be much more of a a sort of sassy go-getting girl. And uh, so I wanted to show that. And, uh, so I've just written a love scene in the projection room of a cinema, which I hadn't expected to be writing this morning. So there you go. Anyway, I'm I'm in flow now and I'm enjoying myself. It's ten forty nine. What I'm going to do now is just take a short break, eat the other half of that banana that I just popped in the fridge, and then I'm going to come back and write the final chapter for today. It's now three minutes to eleven. I've barely taken a break. I've nipped to the loo. I've checked the washing machine to see if the the cycle's finished so I can put some more washing in. (laughs) It's a glamorous life of a writer and uh, I'm I'm just sitting at my desk again. I haven't made another cup of tea. I'll drink water while I'm writing this. I just want to get on with it because I've got a busy day. So um, I've got a head of steam going now so I'll carry on. What I did just do though is tot up my words and if I were to keep to my I'm supposed to have written 10,000 words by today in total. If I were to keep to that target, I'd only be writing 815 words in this next chapter. Now, I've said to you on a previous occasion that I like my chapters to be similar lengths, so I would not write a chapter as short as 815 words. But what's very clear to me is that as I write later on in the week, I'm going to have to very systematically just drop the word count maybe to 1,550 to just bring those words under control. Now... At the start of a book, interestingly, I did this with the first book, I think I probably overwrite due to lack of confidence and having the jitters at the beginning of a book. As I get more into my stride, I've got more control over my words, but I think I probably wrote more words than I need in those first chapters that I wrote, chapter one, and the last two chapters of the book. I probably overwrote due to nervousness, whereas now I'm, I'm being a lot more focused with my writing. So I do need to keep an eye on this workout. I'm not going to write 815 words. But for instance, if this chapter was about 1,450, that wouldn't trouble me too much. Unfortunately, due to what's just about to happen in this next chapter, which is the questioning, the police questioning of somebody who's just handed herself in, uh, claiming to have committed the murder in this story. Uh, I suspect I'm not going to be able to keep it that short, but... I'll stop recording now, and let's see how we get on. I'll let you know in an hour how I've got on with that word count. That's it. I've done my writing for the day. It's uh, Oh, it's exactly 12 o'clock. There you go. I've got 3 minutes 25 on the timer to go, and that's me finished my word count for today. I don't know whether I haven't really been doing this properly in Scrivener. I should have put the project targets on, but I don't know how many words I've written today. I think that, yeah, it's funny with Scrivener, you see, because the, the, the problem with Scrivener is that because I have... Little notes reminded me of what I'm writing in the chapter, and then I delete it to see what the final word count is in the chapter. I kind of mess up the the word counter on Scrivener, so I'm not quite sure how many words I've done today. But let me just just let me just do a quick calculation. Excuse me, when I get my calculator, one five nine two. I've just written one five nine two in the last hour, and then let's add the one seven one three that I did before that, and then in chapter two. It was 1605, so that's 4910 words. If I've just done my back of a fag packet arithmetic correct, just short of 5,000 words today, and that should bring me a little bit closer to my target because I've written those um, slightly shorter. Uh, that was a good scene it was a police questioning scene it's gone very well and um, a lot of that scene was dialogue actually and I always find dialogue very easily so I didn't have to dis- describe or they were just literally I started it I didn't set up the interview I started in the middle of the interview I, I don't go into all the descriptive detail I dropped the detail and as we go along so we were, we were in the interview when the scene started it was mainly Uh, dialogue Um, and I find dialogue really fast it was punchy quick questioning dialogue and then it had an emotional crescendo at the end of that uh, chapter it's quite a sad chapter really actually with one of the characters but it works very well it drops a big Uh, cliffhanger nice and early in the book not a cliffhanger uh, but a big juicy sort of plot morsel Uh, basically uh, a very strong suggestion of who might have committed the murder right at the beginning of book one now of course it isn't it's a red herring (laughs) but it's been it's been set up you know to suggest that we might be there we might have um, just been uh, found who the murderer is so it's a nice emotional resonance kind of chapter. And if you think that, this, that the chapter before was uh, a, a, a love scene, a naughty scene, I mean, it had, obviously it has content in it, but it's, you know, it's quite a naughty scene. If you look at the first uh, four chapters of the book, you've got chapter one starts right in the middle of the action. It has a lot of physical action and drama in that chapter. The next chapter after that um, just brings it down a little bit in terms of tone. But it does have um, some fascinating um, information in there that just pushes the protagonist. It just turns the pressure up on the protagonist. We've then got quite a light chapter uh, in, set in the nineteen seventies, uh, where I'm sort of establishing uh, the character of one of the girls. It's quite a light chapter. It has a love scene in it. It's a, you know a sort of enjoyable chapter in terms of um, the relief, and it will set up this character for the rest of the book. And then the chapter I've just done uh, definitely moves the plot forward very very strongly it allows you to meet a character who we'd only met in the 1970s in the previous book we're now talking to her in the previous day and it just drops this nice big bombshell where we think we might have found who committed the murder in book one now you're just about to hear my pips go here to tell you the hours up hopefully you can hear that so that's my writing hour up i just came in a little bit short of the hour so I am getting those words done in time. But yeah, that chapter came pretty quickly to me. Uh, you'll know right at the beginning of the day, it was, what is it, 8.30, 8.45, whenever I started writing. I really didn't feel like it today. I wanted to set about that website. Well, as you can see, but just sitting down and forcing yourself through that initial lack of momentum um you know I started writing it was fine it was just like exercising a habit something I know how to do and you know now I could probably go on writing I can't because I've got other things to do but that's me got me 5,000 words done today next time you hear on this diary it'll be Tuesday afternoon and I'll be starting all over again to try and get another 5,000 words written <coughs> it's a quarter past 11 now on Tuesday morning and my wife has just gone to work. It's all a little bit disrupted at the moment because uh, of of the um, the ice and the snow that we've had. And also we've got a long, long tailback out of where we live down into the city at the moment because they're doing some road work which has completely congested the city. So everything's had a knock on effect. Now I'm telling you that because normally on a Tuesday, I would be running on the treadmill And then I'd have a cup of tea and my wife would go to work and I'd start to write. But today uh, I had to take a, a dental appointment. I got a cancellation at short notice and just nipped in to the dentist this morning. I've had to sit through the traffic. So the whole exercise has taken me much longer than it should have done. I didn't get my run in today, so I'm a little bit agitated about that because I like to get my runs in. I'm going to have to shuffle my diary around, but I did need to take that dental appointment. Um, so, so that's not good. It makes it difficult for me to, to fit my running in this week. So it always agitates me when I don't get these set points in. And also because I've been running around town today and had quite a long drive uh, back to sort of circumnavigate this tail of traffic, uh, I'm not kind of as, say, settled and in the zone as I normally would be. So. It's 11.15 now, normally I would start to write at 11.45, but what I've done is I've got a cup of tea, I'm just going to sit at my desk and just do a little bit, a few bits of admin, and then I'm going to set to the story. Now, the, the other reason I'm telling you about the tailbacks is because yesterday I was running kids backwards and forwards, I told you in yesterday's diary, and it took me forever to get back uh, last night. In fact, it took so long to get through the city at driving home time, which is a Time of day, I usually miss entirely, of course. Um, but it was completely snarled up. So <laughs> I dropped off one of my kids at their house and then picked up my wife on the way back from work rather than her take the bus and, and sit in that traffic all the time. And it was so snarled up that I just said, let's stop and have tea at Kentucky Fried Chicken and then we'll wait for the traffic to clear a little bit, which is what we did. So the reason I'm telling you that is, uh, is by the time I got back and you know we were all ready to sit down for the evening, Uh, I I didn't spend as much time looking ahead at what I'm writing today as I would have liked to. Because, you know, when you've had enough at the end of the day, I really wasn't in the fresh frame of mind to do that. Nor, because I've been running around to the dentist, have I had time to do it this morning. So I'm entering today's writing not really as confident of what I should be writing as as I ought to be. So what I'm going to do now when I turn this off is I'm going to drink my cup of tea, just kind of get into the zone at my computer... I'm just going to go and review the notes that I've got for the next chapter. and Then I'm going to start to write at 11.30. So, as I say, more distracted than I like to be when I'm writing, but I'll let you know how it's gone in an hour. It's 12.14 and I've just written 1,495 words on my timer. I've got about nine and a half minutes left. So I'm well within my writing time. So not only have I started a quarter of an hour earlier today, I've just gained myself uh, 10 minutes by writing that pretty fast, actually. So I said to you that I was a bit nervous about that chapter because I wasn't really quite sure where it was heading. And so what I did is I just applied my rule, which is so simple, but actually it does get you out of a hole a lot of the time. I just said, I took the last chapter and said what would happen next what happens next I literally just moved the characters into the position where if I would just carried on writing the chapter before they would have been and the action flowed from there now I know that it sounds ridiculous to say that but just ask yourself sometimes what would happen next and I think it still applies if people are in a tight spot if you've painted them into a corner and you'd say right where are they what would happen next? So if, if, you've, if you've painted them into a corner, maybe they're in an exciting position. Look up, look down, look to the side, look all around and say, well, what could they do next to get out of there? And it's ridiculously simple, but it's helped me out on a number of occasions, particularly when I'm stuck. So uh, that's a strong uh, chapter. It has some emotional resonance and it has... Uh, plot relevance in that it passes on a new bit of information and remember I'm only on chapter five at the beginning of a new book so I, I want to be scattering seeds all around so everybody's got plenty to do in this book and it will drive it towards the culmination of the the chapter which I've already written of course the, you know, this big scene at the end so right I'm delighted to have that written. oh incidentally and of course I un, I've underwritten I really want to course correct today so I did some calculations. Uh, looking at my word counts at the end of today I need to have about 15,000 words written I've overwritten so I worked out that today roughly speaking I need to be hitting about 1,400 words per chapter not 1,633 like I normally would so this chapter is 1,495 that's perfect and um, over this week I want to peg it back so that i'm 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 not letting my words get away from me, so I intentionally it was handy because I was struggling a little bit with this chapter, but um i've intentionally written under my uh, normal word target with this just to course correct my total word count, so you know as well as dealing with the with the chapter chapter by chapter when i'm writing them i'm also constantly mindful of where my words are going and where my word count is going. So I'm steering the ship all the time, chapter by chapter, but I'm also steering the the whole, the huge vessel, the book itself, to make sure we arrive where we need to be. Now, I'm hungry, so I'm going to have a little bit of lunch, and then I'll probably get back to this either 12.30, no, probably about 12.45. i have a little bit of a break now. 12.45, uh, have some food, uh, make sure I'm ready, I've got lots of energy for the rest of the writing. And then I'll do my remaining two writings since probably starting at 12.45. But I'll let you know when I come back to the diary. It's now 12.37 on Tuesday lunchtime. I've had something to eat. I'm not going to have another cup of tea just yet. I'll have one in the next break. I've got a glass of water with me here and I'm ready to write the next chapter. And we're back to the 1970s now. We're in 1974 on the backstory. And this one should be fairly straightforward to write. In the first chapter you remember this is where I had my first naughty scene and um, I wanted to see, I wanted to contrast this character with the character in, in the previous book and uh, in this scene we're going to get a complete contrast in her home life. You've seen how free and easy she is in her social life and with her relationships but her parents are really strict and you're going to get a complete contrast now in between what you've got in the first chapter and what you got in the last chapter. So we're quite looking forward to uh, writing this particular scene so um, anyhow um, it is also I'm going to drop a little morsel too into the story which I'm quite looking forward to doing too so th- this chapter should be okay I do find the 1974 chapters much much easier I've got my kind of head of wind on now I, you may be with these diaries that at the beginning of the day I'm always usually and still quite daunted by the prospect of writing 5,000 words in a day. It's not the first thing you feel like when you sit down. And I I think what I would want you to understand from these diaries is that, you know, I never feel like sitting down writing 5,000 words. I don't think anybody, I don't know, maybe some writers do, but, you know, the prospect of having to sit down, and concentrate uh, and do that kind of work I don't know whether anybody gets excited about it but what I can tell you is that once I get started and once I get in the zone it's absolutely fine I enjoy it I enjoy writing the story and coming up with the ideas but I always feel daunted by the prospect of that 5,000 words never quite sure that I could do it and you think how many books and how many words I've written now I still uh, get that feeling but when I get the wind in my sails I'm off and to be honest with you you know, when I'm a couple of hundred words in on the first day, I'm usually off. I'm looking forward to getting this writing session done because I'm then more than halfway through. I can see that the end is in sight and when the end is in sight, I know that I can mess around on the computer and do, I say fun stuff, but you know what I mean by fun stuff, you know, writing is fun when, when you're in flow with it, but I can mess around and do something that doesn't quite take as much concentration or having to sit still. Um, You know, once I've got the writing done. So I'm going to come on this second chapter of the day now. I'll be back hopefully in an hour. I'll let you know how it's gone. You might be able to hear a chainsaw in the background. (laughs) Somebody's lopping bits off somebody's tree somewhere along the road. But uh, if you can, apologies for that. I've just finished my writing. It doesn't disturb me, interestingly. A noise like that won't disturb my writing. I just ignore it and shut it out. But it is now. 13.38, one thirty-eight on Tuesday, and my alarm is just about to sound. It's got 1 minute 47 on it. I have just written 1,567 words, so it's a little bit more than last time. It's not quite going to peg that word count back, but it's okay. It's below the 1,663 that I'm normally aiming for in a chapter. So if I can keep the next one short, I should be just about course correcting on my word count. I'll be honest with you, I didn't really know what I was going to write in that chapter. I, I kind of knew how it needed to end. It does end on a, a very surprised moment. So I didn't know what the end was. But effectively, it was going to be uh, my, one of my characters in the 1970s. Uh, she was at church with her family. And the aim of the chapter was just to show the contrast in her family life. and uh, But also to drop this big surprise bit of information, which is just another clue. It's a little, oh, is something going on? It's just another little mystery, and certainly, in in book one of a trilogy, you're really setting things up and getting the momentum going. In, in book two, in many respects, in book two, it's twisting and turning. It's just twists and turns. You got dead ends, uh, but you you've got to still keep that momentum up. You know, you can't let up with the with the secrets, the revelations, the intrigue. But I'm not really going to resolve anything in book two I'm just going to build 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 the sort of tension the drums sounding in the background and then in book three it's actually a relief when you get to book three because you can start to actually reveal things and and tidy things up and, and let people know what on earth was going on but still at the moment I'm just laying you know all these seeds around for the story but also trying to keep that tension and that action up and develop the characters oh there you go there's my time up let me just stop that alarm so that was my hour up. As you can hear, again, hopefully as a result of these diaries, you'll get a sense that most of the time I get my writing done within that hour-long block. However many words I'm writing, I usually get it done pretty well on about that hour. This is when I say to you that I can time and motion my books. I know that if I've got the planning done, and of course it does depend on me knowing what I'm doing in a chapter, that generally you know it's going to take me an hour to write a chapter there's 45 hours in a book uh, 45 chapters in a book it's going to take me 45 hours to write a book if I write three chapters a day that's 15 writing days at 5,000 words a day and so I know exactly how long it takes me to write a book and I can plan for it accordingly so we've now tipped the scales I've now written more than I've got to write So this is the bit where I get a bit mob happy, thinking, right, we're there now. We've done it. And that's another 5,000 words. We're going to hit the target. So my confidence now, compared with the beginning of the day, is much, much higher than it was uh, much earlier when I started. So one more chapter to write. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to have a cup of tea at a break. And I'll probably get back to this by 2 o'clock. I'll probably write 2 till 3. We'll see how it goes. And then that'll be me done for today. And all I've got to do then is get ready for the next day. (laughs) Okay, so be back with you shortly. I'm a little bit late getting started. It's one minute past four, but uh, one of the kids just got home from work, so I've been having a little yak in the kitchen and I've made myself a cup of tea. So, uh, you know, it's a bit bit of sociable time, but actually, I'm way ahead of my schedule anyway, because not only did I write shorter in one of the sessions, I got started earlier. So, it's all fine. Uh, You know, it'll all get done in time today. So, essentially, I'm writing from two till three right now, and I'll be done by three, and that's loads of time. I have, to get the, um, I have to get the tea on for when my wife gets home at 5 o'clock So that gives me a couple of hours to be doing something And actually I've just noticed, I, you know, I, I do look at my phone and my computer in between my breaks I just turn it off um, when I'm writing But um, I do notice that I've been doing a lot of Facebook ads this week And I'm getting quite a good a lot of reactions to them actually, uh, which is nice to see Uh, so um, I want to have a delve into my Facebook ads. As soon as I can, I'm quite itching to to look at those properly and see what's going on, because I'm getting a lot of nice um, comments and and likes and things on those. So there are always distractions, that's why I'm telling you that. There's always distractions, always things that it would be easier to go off and do, but I do keep my mind completely focused on the writing. So we're back to the present-day in this story now and this one should be a fairly easy chapter to write because because this is it's not a police procedure i'm writing at the moment but it is based around a police officer and so the routine of an investigation uh, punctuates this book they have a, a morning briefing as you would expect uh, and, and it's about to be the morning briefing uh, the morning briefing uh, is always a good opportunity just to kind of catch up and, and, and see where we're up to with the case and maybe just drop some new morsels of information and also to set the scene for the rest of the day but there's a lot of chat between the officers and things like that during the morning meeting so they usually take care of themselves again I, I'm going to try and keep this a little bit shorter try and keep this at about 1400 words just to keep that overall word count about on track. This is an easy one to keep to 1,400 words, unless of course I get a bright idea in the middle of the chapter. But let's see how we're going. We'll see how we're going here, and um, I'll get back to you in an hour, and let you know if today's 5,000 words have been written. It's three o'clock, exactly. I've got five minutes to go on my timer clock, and I have finished now my last chapter for the day. So that chapter was 1,334 words. Now, I finished a little bit earlier, a couple of minutes ago, so I've had time to do some maths. So the writing tally today is 1,334 words plus 1,568 words plus 1,502 words. So my total words today are 4,404 words. Now, I've compiled the document in Scrivener, to work out what my running total is, and my running total is now fifteen thousand two hundred and one words, and it should be fifteen thousand words. So I'm completely okay in terms of my my word my word uh, limits. Now that I'm completely comfortable with fifteen thousand two hundred one, I'm two hundred one words over what I should be. So if I continue to write a little bit short tomorrow, then we should. I'm, I'm aiming for to be at twenty thousand words tomorrow. Then we'll be about where I want to be that writing came Well, I said to you that I thought it would be a straightforward scene and it always is I, I quite like actually the the scenes where we have the the staff meetings the kind of catch-ups because it just allows me to, to to in my own mind to clarify what we're up to with this case of what we know and then I always I always end it by you know dropping a little 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 bomb in there somewhere just to, to drive the action forward which I've done in this chapter uh, but they're quite dialogue heavy those chapters I always find the dialogue much easier to write, so there we go. I, I don't really like writing on Tuesday afternoons. I'm always, I always, although I'm usually tired first thing in the morning, and no one feels like doing anything first thing in the morning. I am much sort of fresher, and I've got much more energy to do writing. Um, you know, first thing in the morning. So I don't generally like having to write three chapters on a Tuesday afternoon. And if I did decide to change the amount of writing I would doing, oh, I've just dropped my phone, sorry. If I did change the amount of uh, writing that I was doing, that I would, the one I would jettison is the Tuesday afternoon. I would write on the Monday morning and the Wednesday morning. That that would be my choice, I think. But at the moment, I want to be writing 15,000 words a week. So I'm going to force myself through the inertia of that Tuesday afternoon. As hey, you say, know I've just done... F- what 4,404 words I've managed to push through it but the purpose of these diaries is for you to hear the kind of the ups and the downs and the do I ever feel like it or don't I feel like it and I also want you to hear me pushing through when I when I really don't feel like writing and I really wasn't in the right mindset to start writing today but now having done the writing I feel great, you know, everything feels brilliant, and it's only three o'clock. I said to you that I hadn't managed to get a run in this morning, so what I think I'm going to do now is I'm going to get, get my run in now, and then I'll be ready to cook the tea for when my wife gets home later on this evening. So, so far this week, We've hit the targets on Monday and Tuesday. It's Wednesday tomorrow. It'll be an early start tomorrow because my wife leaves the house early. So I'll probably be starting at about half past eight tomorrow. If we do that, we'll have cracked 15,000 words or thereabouts in a week. (coughs) It's 8.29 on Wednesday morning. And I'm just going to be about five minutes late starting my writing today. I was basically messing around just doing my accounts. I always do my accounts first thing in the morning. Just check things in and check them off as they come in and out, including my domestic accounts and my business accounts. I always go through my Amazons and see what incomes come in overnight and things like that. So that's good. I've had uh, three payments in today, which is quite exciting. One from Google, one from draft of digital and one from Kobo, which was unexpected. So that's all very nice. Um, so that's a good way to start the day. Final three chapters of the week. Uh, I've also been totting up my words. This is another reason why I'm late, because I just wanted to make sure... I know what I'm writing to today. So I've compiled the Scrivener document as a Word document and the Word document tells me that I'm up to 15,201 words. I need to be up to 20,000 words by the end of today. So I've got 4,799 words to write today over my three sessions and divided by three that's 1,599 words per chapter. Now as you know the chapter lengths vary slightly but I'm just writing slightly shorter than I normally would and I just want to try and bring that into about 20,000 words and then I'm nicely on my targets there. Um, I've got my plans written today Uh, again I have to say I'm not completely on top of it so I'm going to sit down I'm going to read my notes for the next story start the timer and see where it takes me I, I think I'll be okay I think I've got enough direction with the story now anyway but um, I, I'm not prepared, really, particularly this morning. My, my mind's not on top of it. But I will start that timer in about five minutes and just uh, get on with it and see where it takes me. I'll let you know how that goes, hopefully, in about 60 minutes' time. It's 9.31, and that chapter got written. Not quite sure how, but it did. And it's okay. <laughs> Honestly, you know, sometimes when I do this writing, I'm really not sure where the words come from. But I've just written 1,553. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, that wasn't brilliantly planned, that chapter. There were a few key points that needed to happen, but I'm not really quite sure how I got that to 1,500 and so words. But I did with a, a mixture of dialogue and action and intrigue and constantly at a psychological thriller. You, you know, you've got to be twisting and turning and leading people up dead ends. I've just written under the one hour period. So my time is going to go off in a minute. You'll just get the evidence that I've done this. Within an hour, it's going to go off at about nine seconds. But uh, I think the chapter's okay. As I've said to you earlier, if that chapter isn't quite right, I can come back and fix it later. Oh, there you go. That's the timer. Let's go and get that off. So that's that's an hour dead that I've been writing, and I just brought it in within the time. Now I said to you at the beginning, I'm trying to write about one five nine nine words per chapter and that is 1553, so a little bit under what I need to be writing for the chapter, but that's fine, and I can come back, remember, you know, I've, I've got the bare bones of a chapter, it's perfectly all right, it follows the sequence of events, if I need to remove something from that chapter, if I need to add something to that chapter, if I just need to make the chapter better, I could do that in the edits, you know, you're not, you're not writing the final book at this stage, now I know I've got the core components there of a chapter that works it might need some work and I'll come back when I read the book all the way through rather than dealing with it in parts like I am at the moment I'll get a greater sense of that and I'll do that if it's required but at the moment we've got a perfectly workable chapter there it it hits all the points that it needs to for the plot I think it could probably do with a little bit more work but for now it's absolutely fine it's really cold here today, so i put the heating on, but it doesn't seem to have warmed up the house very much. I'm going to go investigate the heating. I'm going to go and make myself a cup of tea, take a 10-minute break, and then I'll come back to the second chapter for today. Heating turned up? Check. Half a banana eaten? Check. Cup of tea in front of me? Check. It's time to get writing again on chapter two. And this is a 1974 chapter, so we're going back in time again now. These chapters, this is the third of the 1974 chapters I've written. These actually haven't been very easy so far, the first three of those. But I think after the next one, is it the next one? No. Uh, yes, after the next one, I think they're going to start getting easier. And when the, the girls are all in the the, the, the the home, the church home for girls who are, are pregnant, when they're all there, then it's going to be uh, really easy to write those scenes. But these 1974 scenes haven't been as straightforward as they normally would have been so far. So we'll have to see how this one pans out. Um, there's not an awful lot of action in there. So I'm gonna have to get a few little twists and turns, sneak a few twists and turns there. If I just read you what I've got here as my chapter notes, Ginny goes to the doctor, ref stomachache. She's eight months pregnant. Um, so that's pretty well it. Um, we've got to find out that one of the girls is pregnant. We've we found out how she got pregnant um but i want it to be a surprise that she's actually seven or eight months pregnant she's much you know she's let it go and she didn't realize because she's a young girl as sometimes happens. So this is going to be a big surprise and it's going to throw a cat among the pigeons in her life. So I'm going to have to flesh that out <laughs> over 1,600 words. Let's hope that I'm properly tea-powered and that chapter gets done. It's at 9.43 now. I'm going to have a couple of slurps of tea, then I'll start writing at nine 9.45 and I'll get back to you when chapter two is written. It's ten fifty-three, and after all that doubt about what I was going to be writing in that chapter, I've just written one thousand seven hundred and twenty-five words, which is over what, a hundred and something, hundred and twenty-five more than I was supposed to have written in that chapter, so I've slightly overwritten. As it turned out, the, the, the core of the scene was a visit to the doctor. But what I actually did, I I checked my notes forward and back and thought well, actually I needed to have a scene also with Julie's boyfriend's family. So so I wrote a scene. that that was actually not all the detail that I put in the notes. So I actually inserted a a sub-scene, if you want, where we got a sense of the boyfriend's family and his relationship with the family. And then I I moved it on to the doctor scene so I could impart the information that I needed to impart in that chapter. So um, this is what I say to you that I'm planned, but I also pants. So that was a bit of pants in there. It was like, right, okay, that's not enough. I can't fill a whole chapter. ...with a visit to a doctor where I've got a single piece of information that I need to convey, I'm going to need much more to work with than that, so I, I had a quick look forward and backwards, and thought, oh, I, w- I thought I'd put a chapter in there about her, uh, her boyfriend's family's house, I wanted to have that because there's a complete contrast to his family and her family. Uh, They're a very um, sort of religious church going family. Their house is very quiet, whereas a boyfriend's family, by complete contrast, is mayhem. It's fun. It's friendly. The parents get on together. And I really wanted to show that to sort of contrast, uh, you know, different lives that the girls have. So that worked really well. It it came very easily. and, And I've still got the doctor's visited. it worked perfectly. All right. It worked perfectly well. So I've got where I need to be. So uh, the next chapter is going to have to be slightly shorter because just doing a bit of, you know, back of a fag packet kind of arithmetic, I think I need to be about 1,400 words in the next chapter. I'll, I'll add it up and figure it out. I really want to try and land somewhere near 20,000 words by the time I finish today. So I'm going to have a break now. Uh, going to have the other half of that banana because <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm trying to, trying to last till lunchtime without eating any biscuits or anything like that. So I'll do all of that, just have a quick sort of 10 minutes refresher, and then I'll get back to my final chapter for today. It's now 11.06. I'm gonna give myself another five or 10 minutes before I start writing, actually. I made myself another cup of tea. I can't get the house warm today. I've got the heating on, but the house isn't getting warm. It was warmer in the kitchen than it was where I'm working now. So anyhow, hopefully this house is gonna warm up eventually. So I've made myself another cup of tea to warm myself through and have the other half of that banana. I do find when I write, so, <laughs> I must use most of the energy with my brain because I get really peckish when I write, which is an interesting thing. And something I forgot to tell you uh, in the last segment is I discovered, I just, I just had a throwaway comment that they'd all come into the lounge and the news was on. And I couldn't remember what time the news used to be on in the 1970s. So I, I discovered that after a quick search on the internet, In the UK, we have this TV listings guide called the Radio Times. Well, you can actually find out who was reading the news in 1974, which was fantastic. It's a guy called Kenneth Kendall, which if you're a certain age, if you're my kind of age, you remember Kenneth Kendall. It was Kenneth Kendall and um, Richard Baker wasn't it who I remember doing the news and uh, Richard Whitmore who I thought used to do the news but apparently did the weather according to the Radio Times but there you go anyhow um, you can even find out what was on the television on certain dates in 1974 which is an amazing resource for authors anyhow it is the last chapter now of this week's writing I get four days off from writing after this I get time to assimilate the story to course correct my notes, you know just to think it through and run it over and work out what 's coming next, and just get that clarified in my mind so i 'm going to get four days off writing when i 've done this, which is very nice i 've just compiled the scrivener document because I really do want to get my my, my words you know back on course after today so i 've worked out that i 've written eighteen thousand four hundred and fifty one words so far. So this next chapter needs to be at least 1,549 words. It could be a little bit over if I wanted to. I'm going to try and get as close as I can to 1,549 words. This might be a longer chapter and I might need to split it over the next chapter because of what's just about to happen. So I'm going to have a couple of slurps of tea. Just take a moment to check my emails and things like that. Then I'm going to get back to it. So I'm anticipating writing from eleven fifteen, I want to be finished at twelve fifteen because I want to get a run in before my wife's back from work today uh, on the treadmill. So uh, yeah, target time twelve fifteen. I'll let you know if we make it uh, in the last segment from this writer diary for this week. Hooray! <laughs> That's the writing done. Nine chapters done, and you know roughly fifteen thousand words. I begin to lose the plot. You know about how many precise words I've written, but let me tell you what I just did. I have just written. The last chapter and my total word count now is twenty thousand and thirty two words. I need twenty thousand words, so I've pretty well got it spot on. You know, that's neither here nor there is it. So we're pretty well spot on in terms of word count. So I so I overwrote at the beginning and now I've managed to peg it back. And that's really important to me because as I said right at the beginning of the week, if you allow the words to creep, then you could end up with too many words or, or too few words in terms of what I've booked with the editor. So I'm always mindful of that. It was an easy chapter to write. Thoroughly enjoyed uh, writing that chapter. No problems with it at all. Um, you know, pretty well on the right word count. Um, it's, it's ended on a really nice beat, a nice bit of tension. Um, so, so that is it. Um, that's that's 20,000, so as good as 20,000 words written. How many words to go? It's 55,000 words to go. <laughs> that's all we've got to go. So anyhow, you know, I'm well into the book now you know we're well into this plot of this second book uh it should hopefully it should hopefully just write itself now because i've got all that forward memento we've got through that that inertia that you have at the beginning of a book and we're we're well into it now which is great both storylines the 70s storylines and the present day storylines so at this point Of the week, this is where I kind of breathe a sigh of relief and think, "Oh, thank goodness for that," you know, because I did feel like I might have set myself up for a fall, setting a target of fifteen thousand words a week. If I do find it too hard, I can go down to ten thousand words per week. But you know what I was just thinking about there, as I finished, is that you know if I was if I did that five days a week, that would be twenty five thousand words a week, and that would be a book every three weeks I'd be turning out if I was writing at that rate. Now. I've said to you before, I've no desire. I don't want to write at that rate. Um, I think if I was much, much younger at a different stage in my life, I would probably have to. I'd have to treat it more like a a job where you turn up every day. And, you know, it wouldn't be so bad, would it? Because to get to 25,000 words a week, it would take me, I mean, roughly by the time you factored in the breaks, that's, that's four hours work for me by the time you factor in the breaks. So it's only half a working day, isn't it, if you're at work? So it is completely possible that for any time in the future I decide to up my writing rate and, and do that pace. I think if I had, I think I've always said this, you know, if I ever had something that really flew, if I had something that took off and people were just eagerly waiting the next book, I, you know, I probably would, to be honest with you. It, it must be lovely to write books and have a, you know, an audience that's waiting to just snap them out of your hands. I haven't had that experience yet, so uh, you know, so that, that motivation isn't there, but you know, I, I could quite happily do that, but as you've seen, I've only got to write for another two days, and that would be 25,000 words this week, but I choose not to do that in terms of how I want to spend my life. I don't want to write five days a week, and I don't need to at this stage, but clearly it would be perfectly possible, and I would be happy to ramp it up if I ever decided that it was the right thing to do. So um, that's it for me now. I'm not going to do any more writing until next Monday. You know, that's 15,000 words. That feels like a completely nice number. I, I prefer to go off. You see, what I will do over the week is I'll I'll read the notes that I've got. Over the weekend, I'll make sure that I'm all good to write, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. I'll review the story bearing in mind what I've just written in the last three days. If I need to make any little tweaks or anything, I will. But you know, I prefer to have that downtime, that thinking time, that time to just mull over the story. I had, uh, was it last night or this morning? I can't remember. Either going to bed or getting out of bed, I had some inspiration, and I, I pretty well know. I know how I'm going to misguide you in the story, and I pretty well know what the sucker punch is going to be right at the end, that kind of, oh, all well, right, I hadn't expected that bit. That, that came to me last night, because I always write these books, and that, frankly, it could be any number of people, and um, and often I don't know who it's going to be until the end, but I actually thought, actually, I know where I'm going with this now, so I do actually know what the big twist is going to be at the end, and I know how I'm going to misdirect you in this book as well. I'm already That's what I've been doing over the past few days, misdirecting the readers so you know it feels like it's got a good solid course I know exactly where I'm heading with it I feel a lot more confident now we're 20,000 words in and I do feel really chuffed with myself that we are 20,000 words in you know, this early uh, I'm way ahead of my writing schedule because I got the first 5,000 words done you know a week of ahead of, of what I intended to do So it feels like we've got some good impetus here. You know, we're all ready to get going. Uh, You know, I'll leave this now till Monday and then you can join me again for another writing diary and we'll do it all over again.